Welcome back to another episode of It's the Flat Out Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Bravo Cologne. I pray everyone finds themselves healthy and safe during this tumultuous time. As things seem to be slowly settling down, it would seem that many leaders have overreached their grasp on our very freedoms. As I watch videos of officers violently beating down individuals for what would seem no apparent reason, and I say apparent because we only view the one part of the altercation, not that I condone their behavior either, because they are sworn to protect, but it seems that authority has puffed up her chest and irrational judgment has now become the norm. People are getting fined for walking too close to each other and not following the social distancing mandate. Meanwhile, social distancing is not even practiced inside our homes or wholesale clubs. And abortion clinics, liquor stores, and weed dispensaries remain open and deemed as essential while they propagate the death of our spiritual man, prohibiting the congregational gathering. Regardless if they follow the social distance standard of six feet apart and 10 max per room. This is the beginning of the end, my friend. Last week, we touched on the topic of the litmus test, where we are responsible for testing everything in order to determine if it's true or not and what to test it against the very word of elohim the one true god to whom be all praise honor and glory forever but this week this week we're going to look at the topic do as i say the orders that come from those in power whether spiritual, political, or secular, but they fail to put those very orders into practice themselves. Tune in every week as we strive to bring you the flat-out truth. You can like, comment, and subscribe, and you can also send us an email at itstheflatouttruth at gmail.com, all lowercase, no apostrophe. And you can read our transcripts to all of our podcasts at it's the flat out truth dot blogspot dot com and it's the flat out truth dot wordpress dot com. Click on our Linktree link to find our videos and other listening platforms. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at it's the flat out truth. I hope to get to know you a little better and continue to share with you on this journey in search of the flat out truth. There are many times, I'm sure that you've heard these words, do as I say, not as I do, either from a parent, a teacher, or even a mentor. But can these words have been uttered by Yeshua himself? Maybe not in this exact way, but he did utter something that sounds like it. Let's take a look at the gospels for the exact words our Messiah spoke to the Hebrew people. We're going to read Matthew chapter 23, verses 1 to 3. Then Yeshua spoke to the crowds and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees 
have seated themselves in the chair of Moses. Therefore, all that they tell you do and observe, but do not do according to their deeds. For they say things and do not do them. Pretty interesting words spoken by our Messiah. Do as they say. If they aren't following, why should we do what they say? Well, in one instance, they really aren't telling you to do anything. They're reading the Torah to you. And the Torah is the very word of Elohim. So then in essence, it is Adonai that is giving you instruction. And another point is that salvation is a personal walk. And as we spoke of in the last week's podcast titled The Litmus Test, we are to test everything. Yes, even the very words spoken by our pastors, our rabbis, our teachers, and even the preachers. We are never just to take their word for it or accept their word as law not as a form of disrespect towards them, but the ultimate responsibility of where your soul ends up is in all actuality your own. There existed only one person in all of history that died in place of humanity for the redemption of our sins. The man Yeshua HaMashiach who obeyed the word even unto death and rose from the grave on the third day and is now seated on the right hand of Elohim as we can find in the Psalm 110 verses 1 through 4. Psalm of David The Lord Adonai said to my Lord Adoni Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. The Lord extends your mighty scepter from Zion. Rule in the midst of your enemies. Your people shall be willing on your day of battle, arrayed in holy splendor from the womb of the dawn. To you belongs the dew of your youth. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. So, if we are to listen to what they tell us, then why aren't we to imitate them as well? My friend, let's go back to Matthew chapter 23, verses 1 through 3. Then Yeshua spoke to the crowds and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees have seated themselves in the chair of Moses. Therefore, all that they tell you, do and observe, but do not do according to their deeds. For they say things and do not do them. Yeshua was speaking to the crowds and also to his disciples, instructing them to Shema, pay close attention to what they are told by those in place teaching the Torah. Moshe was instructed to write down verbatim as spoken by the very mouth of Elohim. And that is the reason Yeshua told us, do as they say, because in no way, shape, or fashion 
would he ever go against the very word, as he is the living word that was with God, and that word was God, as we can see in the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. Yeshua would never contradict or even expect us to contradict the word of God. On the contrary, he told them as he tells us to listen and do as they tell you to do. But yes, there is a big but. Do not do as they do. He states this because they don't practice what they preach. Don't forget, all throughout his ministry, Yeshua repeatedly called out the Pharisees and the Sadducees as hypocrites for their lack of leading only by word and not by example. That is why Yeshua said, do as they say, not as they do. He was warning us of hypocritical lip service. Last week, we also mentioned that the words shall and shall not weren't just mere suggestions, but a directive. In this week, we find a similar directive with the words do and do not, which are a little more direct and to the point. The religious leaders along with King Herod at the time, were the ruling government of the people, which was heavily regulated by the Roman Empire. The people were forced into obeying Rome, which brought about a great divide among the people. Rebellion against authoritarianism was growing in popularity. Among the oppressed, a group of short-lived radicals emerged called the Sicarii, whose main objective was to free the people from the authoritarian-style government, kind of like the style of leadership that we are experiencing currently, right? We are offered certain freedoms to appease us, to remain calm, but have restrictions laid out in every direction. Do this, but not that. You may go, but so far... And no further than that. Under the current stay-at-home orders, we are prohibited from congregating in our places of worship. But we can line up for miles to go shopping, to buy booze and all the weed you want. As if a spiritual house of worship were any more detrimental to your health. This is a case of calling good evil and evil good. As we can read in Isaiah chapter 5 verse 20, where it says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Before we continue, let us see what authoritarianism means in the Oxford Dictionaries. Authoritarianism is the enforcement of or advocacy of strict obedience to authority at the expense of personal freedom. A lack of concern for the wishes 
or opinions of others. But the Encyclopedia Britannica expounds on this a little more. Let's read this. Authoritarianism is the principle of blind submission to authority, as opposed to individual freedom of thought and action. In government, authoritarianism denotes any political system that concentrates power in the hands of a leader or a small elite that is not constitutionally responsible to the body of people. Authoritarian leaders often exercise power arbitrarily and without regard to existing bodies of law, and they usually cannot be replaced by citizens choosing freely among various competitors in elections. The freedom to create opposition, political parties, or other alternative political groupings with which to compete for power with the ruling group is either limited or non-existent in authoritarian regimes. So, an authoritarian state is characterized by a strong central government that allows people a limited degree of political freedom. However, the political process as well as all individual freedoms, is controlled by the government without any constitutional accountability. Modern dictatorships, such as Venezuela, that were under Hugo Chavez and now under Nicolas Maduro, and Cuba, who was under the late Fidel Castro, typify authoritarian governments, while the People's Republic of China, under Chairman Mao Zedong, was considered a totalitarian state. Modern-day China is more accurately described as an authoritarian state because its citizens are now allowed some limited personal freedoms. Coming soon to the USA, maybe that's why they're trying hard to do away with the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. However, they have already begun to strip us of our inalienable rights by forcing us to stay home, keep six feet apart, forbidding re religious assembly. But you can buy all the weed and liquor you want, get drunk, get high, stand in long lines for whatever you can find that's left on the shelves at Walmart or even your local supermarket. And they will arrest you for disobeying an executive order, all because you allowed your child to play over his or her friend's house. So stay out of our way while we put into place the next phase to control your every move. Sounds like something out of a movie, doesn't it? <laughs> well, we can see how this is beginning to take shape in today's society, where through rigorous subliminal programming and a biased educational system, we're told how to perform how to behave, how to react, and even feel a certain way. This is not what Messiah was talking about when he said, do as they say. Dissension is what they call it, and it will not be tolerated, they say. They will find you and arrest you, and they've been quoted saying, 
this as the Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot and the Police Superintendent David Brown. They've warned their residents we're going to shut this down one way or another. Authoritarianism at its finest. Can we find anything like this in the Bible? All throughout Yeshua's ministry, the leadership attempted to silence him. They would try to trap him with trick questions, but failed. Such as the time the Pharisees, along with the Herodians, they came to him in Mark chapter 12, verses 13 to 17. Then they sent to him some of the Pharisees and the Herodians to catch him in his words. When they had come, they said to him, Teacher, we know that you are true and care about no one, for you do not regard the person of men, but teach the way of God in truth. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Shall we pay or shall we not pay? But he, knowing their hypocrisy, said to them, Why do you test me? Bring me a denarius that I may see it. So they brought it. And he said to them, Whose image and inscription is this? And they said to him, Caesar's. And Yeshua answered them, Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And they marveled at him. <laughs> we can see yet another time when the apostles were arrested and put in prison at the hand of the high priest and the Sadducees for preaching Yeshua resurrected in Acts chapter 5. But they were later freed only to return and continue teaching in the temple. And the authorities sought to put an end to this by exercising their power. Let's have a look at Acts chapter 5 verses 22 to 42. But when the officers came and did not find them in prison, they returned and reported, saying, Indeed, we found the prison shut securely, and the guards standing outside before the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. Now when the high priest, the captain of the temple, and the chief priests heard these things, they wondered what the outcome would be. So one came and told them, Look, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the captain went with the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people, lest they should be stoned. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest asked them, saying, Did we not strictly command you not to teach in this name? And look, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Yeshua, whom you murdered by hanging on a tree. Him God has exalted to his right hand to be prince and savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses to these things. And so also is the Holy Spirit 
whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were furious and plotted to kill them. Then one in the council stood up, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law held in respect by all the people and commanded them to put the apostles outside for a little while. And he said to them, Men of Israel, take heed to yourselves what you intend to do regarding these men. For some time ago, Theudas rose up claiming to be somebody. A number of men, about 400, joined him, and he was slain, and all who obeyed him were scattered and came to nothing. After this man, Judas of Galilee rose up in those days of the census and drew away many people after him. He also perished, and all who obeyed him were dispersed. And now I say to you, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or this work is of men, it will come to nothing. But if it is of God, you cannot overthrow it, lest you even be found to fight against God. And they agreed with him. And when they had called for the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Yeshua and let them go. So they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple and in every house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Yeshua as the Messiah. Kepha, or Peter, he knew very well that it would be better to obey God before obeying man. But to obey is better than sacrifice. 1 Samuel 15:22. Yeshua had been telling them that they would suffer for his sake, and hence arose the one of many moments when this would ring true. But it goes to show how far a governing body will go to attempt to silence the truth, so long as it doesn't fit their narrative, even as far as to make your death appear as a suicide. Many have been silenced, and many more will fall to this demise. But the truth must be told, even if only one person is willing to listen. And let's have another look at Acts chapter 5, verses 27 to 32. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council. And the high priest asked them, saying, did we not strictly command you not to teach in his name? And now look, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the other apostles, they answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Yeshua, whom you murdered by hanging him on a tree. Him God has exalted to his right hand to be prince and savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses to these things. And also is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. They were commanded or ordered not to teach about Yeshua. The reason behind this was 
people were coming to the way. They were coming to Messiah. And the religious leadership was afraid of being blamed for the death of Yeshua HaMashiach. Losing their followers. Ignorantly believing that belief in Yeshua was just another religious sect. And they would somehow wind up bearing the guilt of murdering him. In verse 28, it says, Did we not strictly command you not to teach in this name? And look, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood on us. The apostles were commanded not to speak or teach in the name of Yeshua. But why would the religious leadership want to silence them or want them dead? Was it because they feared the truth? Were they bearing the guilt of the death of Yeshua? Were they trying to sweep the whole account under the rug, so to speak? And we find in verses 29 to 32 that Kepha outright accused them of murdering Yeshua in verse 30. Let's read verses 29 and 32 again. But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Yeshua, whom you murdered by hanging on a tree. Him God has exalted to his right hand to be the prince and savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses to these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. Do as I say, the religious leaders said, as they tried to flaunt their authority, but Kepha defied them by telling them, we ought to obey God, that man. And by the way, yes, you murdered the author of life. They were the religious experts who would interpret the word of God, not these unlearned men. How dare you not obey us and accuse us of such things? In verse 33, we see they plotted to kill the apostles because they were furious at the defiance and accusation. When they heard this, they were furious and plotted to kill them. At that very moment, one of their own rose up to speak a very well-respected rabbi among rabbis by the name of Gamaliel, who would somehow speak some sense to them as we see in verses 34 to 39. Then one in the council stood up, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law held in respect by all the people and commanded them to put the apostles outside for a little while. And he said to them, Men of Israel, take heed to yourselves what you intend to do regarding these men. For some time ago, Theodos rose up claiming to be somebody. A number of men, about 400, joined him. He was slain, and all who obeyed him were scattered and came to nothing. After this man... Judas of Galilee rose up in the days of the census and drew away many people after him. He also perished, and all who obeyed him were dispersed. And now I say to you, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or this work is of men, 
it will come to nothing. But if it is of God, you cannot overthrow it, lest you even be found to fight against God. Gamaliel pointed out to them that there was a person some time ago by the name of Theudas who made a similar claim. But after all the hype and publicity, his claim to fame faded away soon after his death. So Gamaliel compared this, this Yeshua with Theudas and Judas of Galilee, who also rose up after Theudas' death. So as to bring some sort of clarity to their reasoning, because these two claimed to be Messiah, and they didn't quite measure up. And afterwards, things returned to the way they were prior. So if this is anything like that, he said, it too will come to nothing. But, he added, if it is from God, you don't want to be guilty of being that stumbling block. So they heeded his advice, and instead of killing them, they had them beaten and let them go, commanding them not to teach in the name of Yeshua. We can see by this that the ones who have a hidden agenda, who are in positions of power, will almost always advise you to do as they say without questioning the reason behind it, as many have met a certain demise for dissension and rebellion. But we are to do as the Master says, because we know for a fact that His word is true and His motives are pure. We see in Numbers 23:19, God is not a man that He should lie, neither the Son of Man that He should repent. Hath He said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken? And shall he not make it good? Hashem will always make good on all of his promises, regardless of how long ago he made them. So it says in Isaiah 55, 11, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. In closing, we must obey God before man. But as we live and our lives are living testimony to Hashem's glory, and in the very words of our Messiah Yeshua, the scribes and the Pharisees have seated themselves in the chair of Moses, Therefore, all they tell you, do and observe. But do not do according to their deeds. For they say things and do not do them. We are the message that the lost will hear. We may be the only book they read. It may be by our life and our actions by our reactions, that they may see Yeshua and come to everlasting life or continue toward eternal damnation. Do as Hashem says. Take heed to his words. Hearken unto his warnings and learn to live for him and him alone. Amen. Wow. This was intense. This was really intense, if I should say so myself. My family, 
my friends. It is always an immense pleasure and honor to be able to spend this short moment in time with you all here on It's the Flat Out Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Bravo Colon. Tune in every week for a new podcast full of spiritual goodness and truth. Please like, subscribe, and share with your friends and family. We would really like to hear from you. You can email us at itstheflatouttruth at gmail.com, all lowercase, no apostrophe. Click on our Linktree link to listen to our podcast on your favorite platform, from Spotify to Apple Podcasts to YouTube and Brighteon. Let us know if there's a topic that you would like to hear or perhaps would like to share. You can also read the transcripts of all our shows on itstheflatouttruth.blogspot.com and itstheflatouttruth.wordpress.com. A very special thank you to those of you who faithfully support us. I can't say it enough, but we never do it alone. We would like to wish everyone a safe and healthy week and may everything that you do bring glory to our eternal King and righteous Father, to whom all glory, honor, and praise be forever. Grace and mercy be upon you all. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you. May Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you shalom that surpasses all understanding. B'Shem Yeshua HaMashiach Sekeinu. Amen. Shavua Tov. Shalom Aleichem. Chavarim.